I want you to think about every nude, lewd, sexy pic you've ever taken of yourself or maybe someone's taken of you. What would happen if you came across it online? Maybe some douche you met on Tinder has taken a photo or filmed you without you even realising it. If you're dating someone that you think is an upstanding human and suddenly you find they've been putting images of you up on the internet, what has the person done exactly to have revenge taken against him? It's important to highlight the psychological impacts of image-based abuse. It's blackmail and coercion and it's taking away people's autonomy over their body. Let's talk about sex, your fortnightly guide to all things relationships, dating, sex. And last week we talked about sending nudes, how to take a good one, how to make sure you were having a fun experience just in time for Valentine's Day between you and whoever you decided to send a nude to. Now, just as fast as we can take a hot picture of ourselves, it can be misused. A recent survey by RMIT showed that around one in five Australians aged 16 to 45 will experience image-based abuse. This week on Let's Talk About Sex, we're looking at how your images and videos can be misused and what you can do if a a picture of yourself has been shared. Tanya Coons joins me. (laughs) How are you going, Tanya? Good, thanks. Sorry about the coughing there. That's okay. Can we get you a glass of water? (laughs) We have one here. You've got one, okay. It's good to be here. This is a big topic, isn't it? Now, we're going to be calling it image-based abuse porn, uh, uh, image-based abuse rather, but it has been known as revenge porn and we're going to get to the difference in a second. But first, let's talk about the history of revenge porn. Uh, you know, a jilted yeah. ex posting a, a picture of an ex-lover. How far back does this go? Ooh, um, I did a little bit of research on this, and this kind of behaviour has been around for a while now. Um, it's accredited with starting with Hustler magazine in the 1980s. They ran a, a section in their magazine called Beaver Hunt, where women could send in pictures and information about themselves for to be published and for people to read. But it turned out that not all of the women and not all the information submitted was consensual. So, so they- some people were... Uh- <laughs> oh, pardon me. I don't know what's going on here. Some people were sending in photos uh, of their ex-girlfriends or mm. people that they were stalking. And the magazine hadn't sort of realised that. So it identified a problem with consent and it's kind of started from there. And then two decades later, we had the the sort of uh, real core pornography came around where images of ex-girlfriends were distributed through Usernet groups. So this is kind of like a social bro bonding to be posting pictures to get uh, social kudos and then um, the revenge porn sort of came around with Hunter Moore. He put up his website, Is Anyone Up, in 2010. And his model, he, he built his model based on what happened in the beaver hunt, sort of non-consensual things. And then we have things like doxing, where you're putting up people's information, like their place of employment, their name, their address, where their family live, how many kids they've got. You know, So there's some real nasty and quite dangerous behaviour there. Yeah. So let's talk about the difference between the term revenge porn and image-based abuse. Right. So I really like the term image-based abuse. Uh, why? Because revenge porn isn't the right term for a lot of these things. 
what has the person done exactly to have revenge taken against them? If you're dating someone that you think is an upstanding human and suddenly you find they've been putting images of you up on the internet to share with people or because they think it's funny, what have you done there? You know, it's not revengeful. To to get the word revenge, yeah. Yes. I see what you're saying. So image-based uh, sexual abuse is defined as non-consensual taking, sharing or threats to share nude or sexual images, right? The threats part is important because a lot of people when they break up uh, you know their partners threaten to publish photos of them on the internet and do things like that that is actually against the law I want to be really straight about that so you've got three kinds of um, uh, image-based abuse you've got non-consensual distribution sharing posting dissemination You've got making threats to distribute uh, and then you've got the non-consensual recording. So things like upskirt and down blouse or taking photos of your housemate in the shower. I read a horrific story while I was um, researching this Mm. and just like, oh, my goodness, okay. Yeah, and for some of you listening, this might be all too real. Uh, I know a lot of people have had experience with people they've met on Tinder uh, with uh, non-consensual photography or recording of when they go, when they both have their clothes off. Yeah. So for those who haven't and have not experienced this, what are some of the fallouts that can come from having your nude photos leaked to other people that weren't meant to see them? Um, some of the major ones, it can affect people. It's, it's a breach of privacy, first and foremost. I mean, none of us wants to have our private information out there, right? I, I read a, a horrific story of a, a young gay guy who was with a lover and they broke up and uh, his best friend contacted him and he said, gee, my best friend moved away. He never calls me. What's this about? Turns out his ex had put a picture of him doing intimate things with a sex toy. He'd hacked his Facebook and put it up as his profile picture Mm. and then changed the password so he couldn't take it down, right? So that's a huge breach of privacy and what you get up to in your own time. Yeah, I think my worst nightmare is like my grandparents seeing anything (laughs) like that of me. That's it. And we were saying that, you know, if you're going to send a picture of a nude to someone, make sure it's... not, you know, something that you wouldn't mind your grandmother seeing or being on the front page of the newspaper. But, you know, future employers are searching uh, social media. And when people have things like this, I, I had a friend say, yep, I have a friend who's a school teacher who can never be a school principal now because somebody put photo- hateful photos of them around on the internet. Um, what if people are having an affair or sexting on the side? You know, it's been the undoing of many a, a politician who sent the odd dick pic or a bit of a cheesy thing to mm. somebody and then the media have gotten hold of it and that's the end of what's going on there. So you can lose community standing and position. You can't be the Boy Scout cub master if these things have been thrown <laughs> yeah. around. But, but And on a po- personal psychological level, yeah, how does it affect you when... So these yeah. private photos of you are, are shown to people you didn't want to see. That's want to see yeah, them. that's a really good uh, thing because you, people lose their bodily autonomy and people can experience trauma, humiliation, and suicidal thoughts. They're really common impacts. I was horrified to learn on the weekend that one in two Indigenous Australians and one in two Australians with a disability and one in three LGBTQIA Australians have reported being a victim of revenge porn. That is high. Right, younger adults in the sort of twenty to twenty-nine year group are most commonly victims, but also sexually and ethnically. It's interesting that the 
the victimization is similar for men and women, but the impact on women is much more intense. So there's a lot more shame, there's a lot more fallout, and there's also a lot higher um, trauma impacts. So people experiencing suicidal thoughts and unable to live their life, losing their jobs, and you know, having a whole bunch of fallout. If any of this is triggering for you and you do want to get in touch with the Lifeline, I will give you the number now. It's 13 11 14. Yep. This is Let's Talk About Sex and we're looking at what happens when your nudes get leaked. Up next, I want to ask our resident pleasure activist and sexologist, Tanya Coons, who would do such a thing? What drives people to share photos of someone in without consent. Mm. That's coming up after this from Honey Harper. In the light of us, your mornings, FBI 94.5. In the light of us by Honey Harper on mornings. Bridie with you on FBI 94.5. Joining me is Tani Coons, resident sexologist and pleasure activist. Yeah. This is Let's Talk About Sex. And just before that song, we were talking about when your nudes get leaked, the fallout professionally and psychologically. We learnt that ethnically and sexually diverse people are more at risk of having image-based abuse taken out on them. Tanya, what would drive someone to share a photo of someone else naked without their consent what what's what's going on in the minds of these people who take out revenge porn Mm, i think a lot of it is uh, well sometimes people like to brag about lovers or share images and we'll come to that in a second but i think a lot of it's about psychological and sex sexual abuse you know it's shaming it's coercing it's about power and it's abusive it is the behavior of domestic violence uh, definitely so i think uh we need to sort of look at the, some of the motivations of people. Um, some of it is because there's a relationship breakdown, so people might be feeling bitter or they want to assert some power and control over someone who's broken up with them. Some of it is around people wanting social status, you know, like sharing in groups and wanting to bragging get high to the, fives. Bragging to the guys like, oh, look yeah. who I slept with on the weekend. Yep, there's a lot of that, and they just seem to disregard the impact of that on the victims. Um, there's um, the boastfulness and entertainment. So that's the like, hey, look, this is who I did on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and pe- sometimes people sending unsolicited pictures of them having sex with other people. It's really kind of odd. Mm. Um, and then there's the sort of deviant sexual gratification. So that might be like child porn or it might be things like upskirting or downblousing. Right. So children obviously not able to g- give consent. No. To yeah. No. And it's against the law. And right? it's against yeah. the law. Yeah, absolutely. So And also put there's no consent if you've taken upskirts or down blouses or photos of people non-consensually, people standing in crowds, that sort of stuff. You're not allowed to do that. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, some people just that doesn't, they don't get that. Um, I want to ask you about some of the more subtle ways that we might mm. not even realise that we are breaching someone's privacy when we send a fo- show, show a photo of them to someone else. Yeah, uh, such a good question. You know, like showing pictures that you've been sent without the consent of the other person isn't okay. And I reckon most of us have done it. You know, it's like, oh, look at this hot babe that I'm dating or look at this dude, you know, or, it, or look at this funny picture, bah, ha, 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 yeah. right? But it, it's prevalent, but you need to think about it in terms of would you like a picture of yourself passed around your friend's mates at the pub, at school or at work? 
you know. That's definitely one. I know I'm always now with social media, would, is it okay if I put this picture up on social media? Is And also, is it okay if I tag you? Because sometimes people don't want to be seen on social media. They certainly don't want to be seen in compromising positions. But even, even when you think that, you know, maybe some people are out at Mardi Gras events wearing skimpy costumes, don't tag your mates unless it's okay. Um, I think really having a look at that and reposting. Um, I also think that for most perpetrators of image-based sexual abuse, they don't understand. They're not troubled and they think a lot of this is normative in the context of like male bonding or peer-to-peer competition and identification. And when they've been gotten in trouble about it or police have investigated they've not been concerned about the victims more that they have to go through an investigation and might get fined or told off what about you have you ever had a photo of yourself come to light that you shared with someone in privacy and someone's been like hey this is a photo that's getting around of you you should know about this please get in touch we'd love to hear from you you can text in on 0409 945 945. Anna in Marrickville, you had something happen to you where you were sent a photo, of, a video of somebody else. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so basically, um, I met this guy on Bumble and uh, we decided to go on a date. Uh, and like in the beginning, it was like all fine, you know. And, but I started noticing that he was like lying about a bunch of stuff, like his age. He said that he worked as a sex therapist. Oh, which dear. I found hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't buy it really. And I just felt something was really off. And he basically tried to like, yeah, get me home that night. And I was like, no, let's meet up some other time and let's see what happens. You and know? so what did he send you? Uh, so what happened, like before he sent me this, he suggested that we'd go on a second date. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know. Uh, and he said that he had two surprises for me. <laughs> and I was like, so what's that? And he said, like, the first surprise is that I have a massage gun. <laughs> and the second a massage surprise gun. Is that a massage gun. Ugh. And the second surprise was that I was allowed to use it on him after Ugh. a long, hard day at work. Oh, and I was gee. just like, ew, this is disgusting. Like, clearly, <laughs> he's just a pig. <laughs> so I just I just told him, like, you're cancelled. Like, that's Excellent. it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I just don't want to see him. And he got so mad that he sent me a video um, where he's filming these two girls uh, laying down on their stomach and he's like slapping them like really degrading and hard like on their asses and like he captions it by saying like oh this is why I was fully booked on Friday I already had too much Swedish on oh, my plate tonight mm. it's like okay why would you even like if you're having a threesome why would you send a video to a date that you had a couple of days ago. Like, clearly, he was, like, really upset. That's terrible. Um, Were you okay when you received that? Oh, I just I just thought he was really gross and disgusting. Yeah. And, like, the, the girls in the video were, like, aware that he was filming. So I think it was, like, consensual. But That's good it to was hear. Just really, 
it was just really gross and off-putting, and I just felt that I was lucky because I dodged a bullet but not whether, going out with him. Whether they know the purpose of that video yeah. was to send to you is... Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure oh. they probably wouldn't have consented to being sent that yeah, to someone who said no to a date. And also, it might have been just an old video that he pretended like, so it was... Yeah, it was pretty gross yeah. behaviour. I'm glad to hear that you were okay because some people get very shocked receiving images like that. I mean, I was really shocked, but at the <laughs> same time, like, it didn't surprise me because he was just acting in a very gross way totally. before that happened. So, yeah. Anna in Maryfield, thank you so much for sharing your story Thanks, with us. Anna. T- Tanya, this is, an, I guess, another form of image-based abuse that can yeah. get around sending photos of yourself to someone who's rejected you for a date. Oh, yeah, that's the the ubiquitous dick pic. That happens a lot. Mm. It's like, oh, you're rejecting me here. Have a look at this. This is what you're missing. And people are like, right, yep, dodged a bullet. Yeah. We're talking all about sending nudes and, uh, yeah, some of the fallout that can happen from it. I would love to ask you, Tanya, what you can do up next, not only... if your own photos are at risk of getting out there, but yeah, we've if, got stuff. Yeah, but if someone shows you a photo of somebody else naked or, or a video even, um, yeah. we're going to have a little chat about that after a track here from Abondia. This is Still Sun. Let's talk about sex on mornings, FBI 94.5. Tanya Coons with me for Let's Talk About Sex, our resident pleasure activist and sexologist. We're looking at what happens when your nudes get leaked or you get sent a photo of somebody else's body. Now, let's start with uh, talking about education here. What are the ways we can educate people uh, a bit better regarding the exchange of pictures, the digital exchange of pictures and, and image sharing abuse? Yeah, um, I think it's really worth teaching folks to think twice before sending. Um, There's absolutely nothing wrong with sending or sharing pictures of your body with lovers and friends and, heck, even strangers if you want to, but you need to think about where these images may end up. So there are some things that you can do to um, keep it safe for yourself, which are things like, you know, don't show your face, don't put any identifying tattoos or scars or marks. An emoji over your face might be good. things like that. But I think it's also, in talking to people about this, it's important to highlight the psychological impacts of uh, image-based abuse. So it's blackmail and coercion, and it's taking away people's autonomy over their body, which can create trauma. It's shaming. It takes away people's power, um, and then people in, in, in this get this victim blaming. I can't understand that somebody sends a picture in confidence to somebody and actually it's their that turns into their fault because they sent the picture in the first place. We've just had a text in from Jasmine. Yeah. Um, Jasmine says, Hi, what you're talking about is something I hate. One day, not too far back, I was talking to this really nice guy, a prospective date, we had phone calls, texting, some normal pics were sent to each other, not sexual, and then out of the blue, he starts sending me dick pics. Mm. What a turn off. Don't talk to him anymore. Blocked him. And the other one where guys are straight out for uh, breast and vaginal pics is my pet hate. What's going on 
with these guys these days. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jasmine. I think everybody, well, everyone I speak to hates that stuff too. Mm. And I I think it's a lot of entitlement, isn't it? It's like send me pictures of you from my wank bank or I'd like you to help me get off right now. And, you know, if people do that to me, I'm like, look, I'm sorry, I'm not your masturbation aid. You can go and look at porn or something else. We're talking about something completely different here. Mm. So we need to set our boundaries. Um, And, yes, that results in an instant block for most people. So I find it really interesting how people can find that amusing or how they can feel empowered by doing stuff like that. It's quite defies logic in my head. Now, one of the most horrific things we hear about when it comes to image-based abuse is when it happens in schools. We hear stories of young girls who have a photo of themselves leaked to the entire school and then have to change schools because of the bullying that ensues for them. And it's not handled very well at all. No, no. I can't begin to tell you how many mothers have come to me to talk about their daughters being shamed because an image of them was circulated around the school. Um, and the person in the image, so their daughter was reprimanded, shamed before a school assembly because they often call an assembly going, there's been notifications of images being sent around and everyone in the school knows who the individual was because they got the picture. Um, and then they're told that they should have known better, but nothing is said to the person who put the image around the school, absolutely nothing. And I think that is scandalous and not okay. So I think that we need to get our schools to be running education talks on the sharing of intimate pictures, which would include things like all bodies are natural and normal. The sharing of images of yourself is okay, but be aware of the dangers. How to share images. So no face, disappearing pictures, time limited, no scars, no tattoos. Tell the person if they can share or if they don't have consent to share or show the image. No tagging people. And remind people that it's an offence to distribute images without consent or to make threats. So teaching the kids about the legal, social, psychological trauma implications of sharing images without consent. Now let's talk about some of the tools we have on us if our image is shared without our consent. Yeah. Legally, what can we do and what's what's our best chance for success if we did want to take someone down who's who's shared an image of us? You've got a very good chance of success, actually. The police take it very seriously these days. Every single state has laws. It is against the law to distribute or threaten to send images against somebody's uh, will or permission. There's a site called esafety.gov.au. Uh, it's a website designed to keep everybody safe online and there are mechanisms there to report abusive behaviour. So you can report if you are the person in the the image or the video or if you've been authorised by a person. So if a friend of yours is really distressed and they give you permission, you can go and do the legwork on their behalf. Or if you're a parent or a guardian... um, and or if you're a, of a child under 16 or a parent or a guardian of someone who's in a mental or physical condition that makes it difficult for them to manage their own affairs. So if somebody sends you a message, um, uh, sorry, if somebody puts a picture up of you, police or esafety.com, if somebody posts a photo of you on Facebook without your permission, you can send a message to the person who tagged you and ask them to take it down. If you block them, it removes the tag automatically and takes that takes that out. So there's there are some things that are being put into place. 
That is a really good little hack. Yeah. I think that's all we've got time for today <laughs> on Let's Talk About Sex. Such a big topic. Huge. Yeah. Tanya, you have been so busy with all stuff leading up to Mardi Gras <laughs> as a sexologist. Busy having fun. So we, <laughs> we do appreciate you coming in and giving us uh, all those tips for our own online safety when it comes to our own private photos. Great. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say, which is the bystander thing. If you see people sharing images, really stand up and say, hey, hey, that's not cool. I think we can all do that if we see that kind of stuff going on. So that's the thought I'd like to leave you with is to say something if you see that going on. Thanks for coming in. Let's Talk About Sex is podcasted by the wonderful Jenna Butcher and you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Let's Talk About Sex FBI Radio.